What's up, family? It's your girl, the radical redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you yet again with another, y'all know, just say it with me, like fire. You got to say it right, though. Fire episode of No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Knock Nation, let's do this. So, hey, family, how we doing? Um, I have to say, January, so glad you went bye-bye. I really am. Thank goodness you're gone. I know many of you are like, where is she going with this? Don't worry about it. I'll tell you later. But, you know, we're going to change this segment at some point. I don't know when. Doesn't really matter. Just for now, bear with me as I give you some news you absolutely cannot use, but you're going to use it. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. So, let's talk. Uh, Super Bowl, Italian Stallion, did you watch it? I actually did. You actually do. Now, you say that like you don't know. Okay, so neither am I. Um, I will say I did watch. I I tend to watch the Super Bowl because everybody else is watching the Super Bowl. This is the time that I'm a follower. (gasps) You know, but... (laughs) No! This is the one time I'm a follower. I don't want to be left behind. So... (laughs) But, um, no, I, I watched that. But that's more of like... Me and my boys, my youngest, Sean P., the actor, actually even said, we got to watch the Super Bowl. We can't go anywhere. I was like, what in the nice. world? Right? It's, it's, it's a tradition for uh, for Brandon. Yeah. Because okay. my dad, uh, before he passed away, okay. he every year would order pizza, mm-hmm. watch the Super Bowl. Okay. Ever since, ever since, ever since, I yeah. can remember. Yeah. Every year. That was like back when the Cowboys were winning. Mm, mm-hmm. Remember, you know. I do. I still wasn't a fan, and I'm not a fan ago. now, but yeah. Hey. I sure as heck was. But, I know. <laughs> so B, every year when he's like, when's the Super Bowl? He's like, okay, oh. we got to order the pizza. got to get oh. the wings and we got to watch. I like it. It was That's so great. Really so it's, and he, we watched the entire game. And yeah, he we did was too. Just, like, yeah. I, I think this is the first Super Bowl that I've actually watched the entire game. Like watch that. I yeah. usually go and do something else mm-hmm. and I'll come back. Come back. And, but no, I watched the whole, it was such a good game. Yeah. And yeah. I was, and I wanted the Chiefs to win because the underdog, you know, 50 years. They yeah, anything. right. And I, I thought like, that was really cool. I did too. And Mahomes, yeah. he set some records. I yeah. just like him as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that he's great. I like the other quarterback as well. I think they're, yeah. they were there. Both teams were great. I think the character of people are, are getting seen more. Yeah. And I really like that. I, I like too. that personal touch instead of just seeing them as barbarians on the field, beating each other up. Um, so I, I, I got a little, um, I guess I I messed with some people's feathers by a post that I did. Uh-oh. No, it's not up anymore, family. So you can't you can't go back and look at it. And I'll tell why I took it off. But uh, <laughs> so I posted. You know, I love me some J Lo because I do. Yeah. Always have. Why um, wouldn't you love J Lo? You know, I mean the girl's banging fifty and just killing it. Okay, killing it. Yeah. Now here's what I said though. I said. I love me some J-Lo, but I'm struggling with this show, t- or the halftime show. I said, uh, her and Shakira look a little stiff. Okay. That's all I said. Man, for my Latina and Latino Uh-oh. listeners. You were just kind of playing. I, it was like, it was a joking to, thing. Thank you. To like, know me. On. To know me. Are you kidding me? They were to as know. fluid as they could. I mean. <laughs> okay. First of all, Shakira is the same age as myself, okay? Uh, And she looks great. I'm not knocking her. I'm not knocking her. What I loved about her is that, and this, because remember how she used to be? She used to be uber skinny. Yes. 
And she let herself thicken up. She did. It's and called she, the 40 spread. I'm struggling with it, but I'm trying to. Breathe. I loved that, though, because she was like, she's like, hey, I'm mommy. No, no, that's right. And I'm about to rock this body. And I'm about and to put these little drool. girls who are in their 20s down. And and all the angry, mainly women yeah. on uh, the 40 and 50 year old women that don't look like that are yeah. now mad. Yeah. But last year they weren't when they saw Adam Levine take all his clothes off. Right. Come on now. There you go. Don't be jealous. Don't be a hater. Just don't, don't be sensitive. Like, <sighs> it's not sensitivity. It's haterade. Is that what it is? It is haterisms. Oh, okay. Haterism. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, look, my, my comment to know me is to know I'm joking. Truly, to know me is to know I'm joking. And I even, I entertained a few comments. And two in particular, I had to entertain. I just felt it in my spurt. I had to entertain them. Spurt. <laughs> my spurt. Because <laughs> it wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was my spurt. It was spurt. my carnal, my flesh. Um, <laughs> but one of the ladies, you know, she was speaking from the Latina community. And I, I'm, I'm all cool with that. Like, again, no shade. Um, but she was like, I loved it. I danced the whole time, you know, and being a Latina woman. And I was like, time out, time out, time out. I said, I loved the woman, the women. You missed it. And to know me is to know I don't spread hate. I don't I don't do that. I don't talk about people in the sense of, man, you need to get this together and do that. That's Never. not even who I am. Never. Right. So if I post something like that, oh. Cole trying to be funny. She out there making jokes. That's it. I'm just trying to get a little bit of, of Ellen in my life. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to be a little bit of a comedian. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah. So I had to dress her in the sense of agreed. You know, my comment first was agreed. Again, to know me is to know. I was just joking. It was just a joke. And then, you know, she talked about the dancing. I just feel like we should encourage each other. And I'm like, I wanted to say, and I didn't. But I wanted to say, since this is my show and I can say it here. I wanted to say, sweetheart, go back through my page like several posts. You will see. All I do is celebrate. All I do is encourage and, and provide hope. So have fun with that. You, you just caught a moment of a joke that you misinterpreted. And that's okay. So I went on to say that the carnal side of me, y'all, just came out because I'm not perfect and I had to do it. So when she talked about dancing, I said, actually, I am Latin trained, merengue, cha-cha-cha, tango. I went down the list and I was like, so agreed. Mm. I'm like, sweetheart, don't let the black face fool you. I love all cultures. I love them all. I will dibble and dab and everything. Indian, white, black, Italian, <laughs> Latina. Oh I mean, my. I mean, I'm just trying to get make so it real. You just kind of let her have it. I, I just had to let her know, you like, calm it. down. I hey, love all I, cultures. I, I mean, all I, cultures. I, okay. I get it. So back up off my page. <laughs> now, <laughs> but then it gets better. This uh, is the one that got no. me. This is the one that got me, and I love her. So I'm saying it first. But this is the first time, people, that you're going to hear this. Pam Baker, because I don't say names, but I'm going to say it because she's my cousin and I can. Pam Baker in Los Angeles, California. So we're not confused about who I'm talking to in my family. I love you, but she came from my neck, people. Oh. From an age perspective, you know, the uh -oh. 43 to 50. And she says she's older. You know, and the way that they could move at that age, you wish you could move that well. First of all, I can. Okay. I can. <laughs> I, I don't have a rhythm problem. Well, all right. And I'm flexible and I can. Okay. So let's go there. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This is actually no news you ain't going to use, but you're going to laugh. <laughs> I see. But the thing that got me is that you're my family, you know, and, and we all have 
dysfunctional stuff in our family, right? So we're not exempt. But I'm like, you're going to come for me publicly and say, you, if you you know, were her age, you should be happy to be able to move as well as they are, not to mention J-Lo's an icon. And I mean, just coming from my neck. And so I politely had to tell her. And I did the face with the hand on its face, like, really? So I did that first. And I was like, I said her name, Pam Baker. I said it again right now because I took it personal. <laughs> Pam Baker, you know me better than that. And I'm no spring chicken. I had to say that because I'm like, I ain't talking from a 17-year-old, 20-something-year-old perspective who has a lot of agility and flexibility and vibrancy to a certain level. I mean, things change as we get older, people. I'm sorry for those of you who are not there yet. It does happen. Nobody is exempt. (laughs) You can take better care, but some things just going to change, okay? But I just was like, really, cousin? Really? I was like, you know me better than that, fam. Like, come on. And, and, and to come with all the attitude, seriously. So I decided, family, and this is what I encourage all of you to do. When you have a post that appears to start to arise in a sense of being controversial, this is not you saying that I'm afraid of the pushback. I'm afraid of people coming for me. Oh, I don't, people are not liking me. That's not why I took it down. I took it down because I didn't want to go into the next day because it was late in the evening when it posted, right? So people are doing their own thing and whatever. So odds are, The next day, these posts are being seen and people are coming. I wasn't taking that into the next day. It was a joke. We're not going to go into all this debate stuff about they look good for their age and who's an icon and how dare you attack the Latina community. I wasn't doing none of that. It was a joke. Calm down. So I took it down because I didn't want to deal with that. I even had a girlfriend who I haven't talked to in a long time. We know her because we used to collab with her back in the day at a company that we will not name oh do we yes we do you know who she is and uh she even called me a hater i was like wow really people get out your feelings you know there used to be a time we could tell a joke but now i already know who you're talking about yeah i was like calm down sweetie she she kind of posted she posted like JLo Shakira fire underneath it and then by haters and I was like I know exactly who you yeah and the timing of it I knew exactly like I'm not the person who reads into posts like that but I knew the timing of when she posted and she commented with the girl who was like like a Latina crazy she commented on her comment and then you posted it I was like wow you know what that actually brings me to a side point I please apologize. do mm-hmm. let, me, let me cool you down for a yeah sec. you might need to because I'm I'm hot. My underarms are sweating. That means my deodorant's not working. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So I I posted, I don't ever do this, right? Mm -hmm. But I did. So I saw this. I see it a lot, but I saw this one individual. Yeah. And I will never say names. That's okay. I'll do it for you. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, she posted this whole paragraph, long, short story about how what this good deed she did. Mm. And that just pisses me off. Like, you don't right. have to tell that. Why are you telling somebody? So you're saying if you couldn't post about it, you wouldn't have done it? Right. Right. And so what I posted on my timeline um, on Facebook, and yeah. I said, I said, um, I said, so before Facebook, did people still, were, did people still do nice things for people? Right. And I was like, hmm. That's a good question, right? And then I got a lot of comments like, I did, I did, I did. And then uh, that girl. She, she felt po- some kind yeah, of way. <laughs> she commented. <laughs> and this is what she said. Cause it, and I was like, this has no relevance. And right. I commented back and lit her up. She goes, well, did you sing before Facebook? Yes, actually. And I, I was did. like, 
I was like, yes, boo boo. Yeah, I did. <laughs> He's got and a really should, nice voice. I was like, you should always post talents, but right. not things that should be embedded into your human nature, mm-hmm. like kindness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if talents weren't put out there, your radio in your car would not be a radio. There it is. Thank you so much. But. When is the last time you ever heard a radio station play? All right, this guy just did this wonderful, kind thing for this man. Here you go. Let's listen in to the whole Let's entire paragraph. And then message him and tell him how wonderful he is. No, see, and what's, what's, what's really messed up is, and I want to write, I'm so petty mentally. I just try to keep it. Like, if I'm in person with you and you upset me, right. oh, man. It's done. It's over. But, it's like, done. online, I'm not going to be that, like, back and forth. Yeah. No. person and she's one of those uh facebook moms well passive aggressive sounds like she's a facebook mom um, her uh her um, grandmother uh, raises her child oh while she goes out and party oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and i was like so before facebook i, I wanted to say this a fa- that's a new a facebook mom that's a i wanted I to say heard. this i was like so before facebook did you have a kid mm-hmm. i wanted to say that so bad <laughs> Because <laughs> she posts pictures all the time of just her and her kid, like, oh, we're amazing. And then she just ships them back off to grandma's house. Oh, oh, speaking of petty. <laughs> oh, man. We need to have a new segment. <laughs> hey, this really is the good This is our petty news. party. You absolutely cannot use, uh, you but you're can, being you entertained. Will not use Are this. you entertained? Uh, I don't know what movie that's from, but it's from somewhere. Gladiator. Thank you. There yeah, it is. It's a movie right there. Yeah. That's, that's my boy. I love it. He's, he's good. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't do well with petty. Can I tell you? I'm the type of woman that if you throw petty my way, I'm just going to, like, crash the whole thing in front of your face. Like, I'm not going to be the Facebook, Instagram poster. Like, I don't live, I don't come up in that era. So those of you who have came up in the era of social media, see, you, I'm dangerous. Because you can do passive aggressive. I didn't come up in that space, and you know how to do that. Yeah, no, I'm just going to come straight for your neck. I'm I'm a person that's going to utilize the internet and say, hey, so this is your address, right? <laughs> this is where you work, right? So how about, I, you know, I can get to the Starbucks right by your place if you want to meet and have a conversation about what you're talking about. Let's talk face to face. Let me get in your get face. Get away from that keyboard. Don't get confused, okay? Get away from that keyboard. This See we can pretty really white do. smile can do some things, I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, like... I don't, I think the word petty has evolved because now people don't have to be accountable to certain things. They just, they just do petty stuff. They just do dumb stuff. And I'm just like, come on now. If you got an issue with someone, address the issue, let it go. Now, once we've addressed it, if you haven't said everything you need to say, let it go. Because obviously you have an issue with expressing yourself and all of this little sidebar tap here tap there little comment here you're gonna come across one the wrong one who is not the no ordinary church girl who will still hold tight to her principles and just straight go prison like on you shank 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 you know Damn. you know it, it, oh. <laughs> pettiness i don't like i don't like it i welcome it i know you do <laughs> Because I'm ready to retaliate. I really wish you guys could see this man when he says stuff like this. I like it. <laughs> I welcome it. It's it, man. It's crazy. And I I, that, I don't know January. I gotta tell you guys. It, ah, January was a fool. 
And January was rough. It was rough. And it was like, rough for was, a lot of people. I saw a lot of memes that have been like, man, January's been the longest well, year I'm of my life. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> people came into 2020 like, 2020, clear vision. I'm going to be all about the vision. Mm-hmm. Got some vision, all right. Some vision. You're starting to see some Slapped things that you don't like. Right. Several times. Several times. And so, hey, I, I think um, the biggest hit... As uh, we go ahead and I'm going to close out our segment. I know you guys have been entertained, but I feel like this is the greatest time to go right into our wonderful topic today. So there you go. Throwing that out the window. All right. So no, in all seriousness. So January was rough and I believe it was rough for many of you. And I do believe it was no accident. If you know me, you've been listening for a while. You know that I truly believe that God will maneuver and move and block and make way for what he needs you to do um, for the kingdom. And so I'm definitely not going to make this a God thing because there's so many ways I could I could take this. And so I'm going to I'm just going to come from the human heart, if you will. So, so bear with me here. Kobe Bryant's death, I feel like shook the entire world. And I don't, and I was not a follower like that of Kobe. Um, to be completely frank and honest, when he played, I felt what many did say about him is that he was very arrogant and cocky. I did feel that about him when he played the game. Now, that's not to say that that's just the persona he took on because that's just how he was, right? When he played the game of basketball, that's the persona he took on. Like, yeah, I'm I'm taking this ball. Yeah, I'm going to get 60 points in one game. Yeah, I'm like, that was the persona. That's how he got into your head. I have these conversations uh, with my son all the time, my athlete, about it's a mental game. At the end of the day, you can get your skills to a certain level. Everything else is mental. And I believe that Kobe did a phenomenal job getting into people's heads, you know, and, and that's what made him who he was on the court. But I, I also believe that his death shook the entire world because of the timing of his death. He's 41 years of age, right? His daughter, 13 years of age, his daughter being so much like him, the bond that they had. I did not know this until, of course, someone passes and everything else starts to surface, right? But I wasn't aware that his daughter was born on the same day. Her birthday was the same day as his. Now, how crazy is that to have the same birthday and die on the same day? Right. That's a lot to take in as a wife and as a mother. She had 13 years. He got 41 years as a mother and a father. You don't know when the expiration date is for your child. Now, you hope and every parent, I think I can speak for every parent. You want your child to bury you. You do not want to bury your child. That's not the design. So for that mother to know that her son is gone. For that father to know, yes, he got to a certain point and a pinnacle in a career, right? And he hit a height of his career and he did many things, future Hall of Famer, all of this. But at the end of the day, I, I want to see my son live a full life and him bury me, not me bury him. That's not the plan. I pray every day. I, I, don't, I don't ever want to know firsthand what it is to lose a child. Anyone who's lost a child, my heart goes out to them. Because I just, I can't even imagine the amount of excruciating pain that you go through. That every birthday, every day, every moment of the day, you're thinking about that child. I can't even imagine having to put the clothes away, clearing the closets out, taking stuff down as if I'm erasing a memory of them, right? All of that I process. And then it came really to me 
that we don't get tomorrow. We don't get to dictate tomorrow. Kobe Bryant woke up with his daughter with the intent to have a plan for the day. They went to church (laughs) that morning. He had a plan. But in that plan, he did not know that day was the day. Who Who wakes up thinking that day, that this is the day I'm no longer here? For those who know their days are coming or near, and it's unfortunate if it's some disease that's taking hold or just the timing of life has, has taken its course and you know that time is near, the thing that you keep saying is, I wish I had more time. We start to regret certain, certain things we didn't do, certain things we did not say, certain things we didn't take more time to focus in on, right? And so really when I say trust no one and give time, it's time today's topic, give time is time. Meaning all you have is right now, today, truly. I don't know how many people have woke up to a loved one being gone today. We just, their names aren't Kobe Bryant. Their names are not a public figure that you will be uh, made known by the world that this person is no longer here. But how many people are waking up in this moment, in this hour, in this minute, and someone's gone? And all they had was that time they had, whatever time it was. And me being a visionary, visionaries, I'm speaking to you right now because what we do is we think so far ahead, right? We plan for way ahead, all the different things we want to do, all the different things we've lined up, the plans we made, right? And sometimes we work really, 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 really hard. And then there's things that time is demanding your attention for. And you say, well, I don't have time for that right now. But you got to understand, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. But what if, like Vanessa Bryant, well, we don't have time to do that today, but when you get back, we'll do this. And that doesn't happen for you. Are you making the most of what God is giving you right now? I've really had to challenge myself with that. And this is before Kobe Bryant passed. But I watched how the world, life is short, life is short. We say that all the time, though. We say it all the time. Life is short. Make the most. Tell the ones you love, you love them today, right now, right? Every time a prominent person that we admire or that we follow or whoever it is, a prominent leader passes or has a tragic situation, this is the moment we decide, I need to make more time for my family. I need to make more time for this. When time's been there all along, time's always been there. And so I wanted to read this scripture. This comes from Ecclesiastes. And this was actually my grandmother's favorite scripture and I'm going to tell you a story and I don't believe I've told anyone this story so this is going to be interesting so if I get emotional I apologize in advance because every time I tell the story I I feel it happen so we'll see what happens but Ecclesiastes 3 in the New Living's translation says this "Um, for everything there is a season a time for every activity under heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant a time to harvest a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build up a time to cry and a time to laugh a time to grieve and a time to dance a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones a time to embrace and a time to turn away a time to search and a time to quit searching a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. That's Ecclesiastes chapter three, starting at the first verse, going down to the eighth verse. Now, that said a whole lot. 
everything has its appropriate time. Everything. You have to decipher what you should be giving your time and attention to. Because both of them you pay for. And I can't remember who said it, but when they said it, man, it said a lot in that sentence. And matter of fact, I do. It just came to me. It was Will Smith. Will Smith said, you pay attention and you spend time. I want you to think about that. You pay. When you give something your attention, you're, you're spending and you're paying for time. It all encompasses time. You're paying attention, whether you're on social media, whether you're spending time with your spouse, your boo, whatever, whether you're spending time with your family, whether you're focused on your purpose, you are paying attention, paying time. You're giving up. You're paying time, right? You're spending time as well, whatever that is. You have to really be very specific and strategic about how you use your time because you're either paying for it or you're spending it, truly. And it's the one thing that you cannot get back. We can make more money. You can even have a new marriage. And I mean with the same person. I'm not saying find a new spouse. I'm saying you can revive something you thought was dead. You can do all that. You can make a, a, a poor relationship with your, your child better. You, can, you, can get, you can't get the time lost. If they're 20 and you just now decided to be in their life, you can't get the 10 years that you lost, right? But you can start to move forward from there when you decided that this is the moment I'm going to be more careful with the time I'm given. So stop putting your trust into all these other things. But the one thing you can trust is time is going to be paid for or spent. What are you doing with it? So I'll give you a story. And this is the story that every time I tell it, somewhere down the line, it's, it, it messes with me. And for those of you who know the story, who know me personally, you already know um, you were there. And so you know how um, deep it really is. My grandmother has been gone now 20 years. It'll be 21 December 20th. Go figure. She died before Christmas. Christmas, or I won't even say Christmas. I think the holidays in general were her favorite times of the year because the family, all of her, for the most part, everyone came together with the exception of my uncle who lives in California. The thing that was always interesting is I had a moment where I got the chance to spend a lot of time with my grandmother. And I look at it now and I appreciate it now more than I ever had because that time was my time with her. It was just me and her. My grandmother lived alone after uh, all her kids were grown and, and moved to their different areas. So she lived the rest of her life alone. And when I would go over to her house, I worked two jobs. One was literally right around the corner from her house. I'm not kidding. The other was like probably 15 minutes away. But I would work those two jobs. <clears throat> and in between those two jobs, I would go visit her. So I finished the first one. I usually worked from like 8 to 12 part-time. Go see her, hang out with her. The other job was like retail. So I would work from like 5 to close. Close was like 10 p.m. or whatnot, right? So I had to hang out with Graham. She would cook for me. We would talk. We would do all these different things. Well, then I decided I wanted to start dating because when I was doing that, it was just me. Like nobody was calling me or in, in the sense of wanting more of my time, right? So then I started dating who is now the father of my children. I started dating him. When he came into play, guess what? My time became more limited and my attention that I wanted to pay attention to became more about him than it did my time with Graham. So there was one day I was out late with him. I was tired, right? So I told you I worked eight to 12, that first job that was right around the corner from her house. I made a decision that day. Oh, I'm too tired. I'll see Graham tomorrow. Literally. 
Now, when I tell you I worked around the corner from her home, I literally could, I'd had to, the way I would go, the easiest route was to pass her house. That's what I had to do. So that day, instead of calling Graham and saying, hey, Graham, I'm going to just go home because I'm really tired today because I knew I couldn't go to her house and just take a nap because Grandma was going to want to talk. That was our time. She wanted to talk. She wanted to cook. She wanted to do all these different things. And that day, <clears throat> I had decided that I'll see her tomorrow. That's what I said. I'll, I'll see Graham tomorrow. I'm too tired. She's going to want to talk. I did not call her and tell her. I did not uh, stop by the house even and just say, hey, Graham, I just want you to know I'm going to go home today. I'm a little tired. I didn't do any of that. My mother called me at approximately... 3.30 or so, we hadn't seen each other. At the time I was living at home, we hadn't seen each other um, all day. And she said, hey, have you ever seen your grandmother today? And I said, no, I came home. I was tired. And uh, by then I was already at my second job. And she said, okay, she's not answering the phone. And I said, oh, okay, well, no, I hadn't seen her today. Again, I'm not thinking nothing. I'm going to see her tomorrow, right? Well, my mother called me back about an hour later. And she said, hey, you need to go to your dad's family emergency. I knew in that moment, I can't tell you how I knew, but in that moment, I knew she was gone. I just knew she was gone. I, and maybe it was because the, you know, mom calling and asking me had I seen her and had she wasn't answering the phone. I, don't, I can't really tell you how I knew. I just knew she was gone. And so when I got to my, my father's house, you know, he was real fidgety because nobody had said, well, what's the family emergency? He's just go to your, go to your, my other grandmother, which was his mother, um, because, you know, it was a family emergency. And so I'm like, why are we not saying anything? And before he told us, my sister got over there and she's like, what's going on? And I just told her and she lost it. She said, I just, I was just over there. I said, when? She was like, yesterday. And I was like, Okay. And I wasn't saying much because I was tore up at the fact that I made a conscious decision to drive past her house, not stop that, that very day, not stop, not say anything. And I went home thinking I had tomorrow and tomorrow never came. Tomorrow never came. She passed away on her porch. I can't even tell you, like the wintertime was her favorite time of year. So I, I consider it a blessing that God actually allowed her to leave at her favorite time of year. That's the way I've chosen to fix it in my mind. But imagine walking into your grandmother's home that same day, the person you told you were going to see tomorrow, not knowing the ambulance hadn't came to get her yet. And that's what you walk into. I saw her on her porch and it was the most traumatizing moment of my life because I said I was going to see you tomorrow. And this is my today. I don't get tomorrow. Right. So in those two jobs, this is how I believe God can comfort you in your most trying time. So in those two jobs, one job, um, the lady that came in to replace me, guys, I can't even make this up. The funeral hadn't even happened yet for my grandmother. And I was already planning to leave this job and just work full time at the other one. Well, this lady comes in. She's a little older. And uh, I agreed to stay on board at that company for a little longer to help train her. Well, can I tell you she had the same haircut? Now, my grandmother, you guys know I'm African-American. My grandmother was a lighter complected um, African-American woman. But this woman, white woman, had the same haircut as my grandmother. She wore the same perfume as my grandmother. So imagine I haven't buried her yet. And I'm already dealing with her death and I'm trying to get it together that I drove. I kept playing in my head. I drove past her house. I said I would see her tomorrow and that didn't happen. So this woman, I'm training her and I'm trying my best to keep it together. I'm literally just praying every moment of every minute that I don't have to talk to, to train. 
And at the end of my time of training her, I stayed for an additional week and she had a card for me and a candle. And she said, I just wanted to say thank you to you because she said that I'm only back to work because my retirement isn't enough. And I was really scared because I'm older and I just didn't know if I was going to be able to do this, but you really helped me transition. And I said, oh, no, no problem. No problem. Then she did the the dang thing. And I don't, if you, to know me is to know, I don't like crying in public because I'm ugly. Let me just say that. <laughs> I'm not a cute crier. My nose gets red. My ears get red. My eyes get red. It's just not cute. Right? So she, um, she gives me a card with an angel pen. Now, why is that significant? My grandmother believed in guardian angels. She believed her father was her guardian angel. He passed away when she was three. So she, she had really no recollection of him. But she just believed with everything she walked out, everything that she experienced, he was right there protecting her. So when I got that guardian angel pin from a woman who smelled like my grandmother, had the same haircut as my grandmother, and I didn't mention my grandmother was a smoker. It was the one thing we really tried to take from her that she just wouldn't do. This woman smoked. Okay, so it was a lot. Right. And so I started crying because I had been holding it together all week. And then she does this. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. She's being real sweet. I said, no, my grandmother just passed away and you remind me so much of her. And she believed in guardian angels and you give me a guardian angel pen. Just kind of just I couldn't hold it no more. She's like, oh, wow. Well, maybe she's trying to tell you something, you know, that kind of thing. The second job. Now, mind you, I didn't tell you this. My grandmother also had guardian angel pens all through her home. So there you go. The second time that I had an encounter was as I was leaving the second job to move to Texas because I'm from Michigan. I'm I'm getting ready to leave. And there was a woman there, older woman, not too much older, but she was older. Um, we just formed a type of bond, a working bond, and we worked really well together. So when it came time for me to leave, guess what she gave me? A guardian angel pin with a card. So I get home. My mom has no clue all this stuff is going on. I hadn't talked to her about it. You know, I'm trying to be sensitive because it's her mother. You know, I'm sure she was processing a lot. And I go home and I had that like, I'm talking that nasty cry because I had been crying from the time I left the job to the time I got to my mom's. And and when I got over there, I'm like, <laughs> she's like, girl, if you don't stop. And I couldn't get it out. She's like, what is wrong with you? I think grandma's trying to do me something. She's like, what? And so I told her what happened. And she said, you know, she believed in guardian angels. I said, yeah, and I think she's trying to say she's mine and that it's okay. I said, because I, I beat myself up so bad for not having tomorrow. Like, I, I literally made a conscious decision that, ah, I'll see her tomorrow, right? She'll be there. My charge to you is give time its time. I have been very strategic with my sons because, honestly, once they hit 18, that's a whole new dimension of life that they're going to navigate through as adults. All I have is right now with them. I can only imagine what Kobe Bryant felt like knowing I'm with my daughter and this is happening. I'm sure he would wish that it was just him because I know if it were me, I would have. I don't want you here. <laughs> I got 41 in. At least let give her that, right? That's tough. I can only imagine what Vanessa feels like, whatever she might have said about tomorrow, that tomorrow's not here. And it happened in today. And that was my story. And so for anybody who struggles with loss or who is grieving a moment um, that they want back, the only thing I can tell you that I know for myself in, in walking something like that out is to give time its time. Give time its fair due. Make sure that you make time for the things that matter because all you have is right now. I don't know what's going to happen when I get off this mic. Prayerfully, I'll be hollering at you next week. But the reality is we do not know. 
So make the most of your time. Give time its time. Make sure whatever God's placing before you in that moment, you give it its fair attention. Don't push it aside. Don't say, I'll do it later. Give it its focus. You never know what he's doing to line up a way of helping you walk something out later. All right, family. So I don't mean to be so heavy on you, but hey, look, we're going to talk about it. And I think it's important that we do because a lot of you are out there hurting and going through different things. And maybe you don't even want to see tomorrow. But I'm going to ask you that in today, that you focus on what you can do today. Focus on the things that are happy. Focus on the things that bring you joy. Focus on the things that help you to see light and not darkness. Because I can tell you by getting those guardian angel pins, I can even to even tell you the story without crying right now is a big deal for me because I have comfort in knowing, first of all, my grandmother is good and she let me know, baby, I'm good. <laughs> You're okay. You're there. Don't live in the pain of what you didn't do. Do what you can. And that's how I took it. And so I prayerfully hope that you can do the same. And you know what I say, let's continue the conversation. If you're going through some things, any way that I can offer a scripture, a a story of hope, whatever I can do to help you get through, that's what I'm here to do. If you're just somebody who's trying to figure out how to make time for the things that matter, look, we can talk about it. You know what to do. Follow me on No Ordinary Church Girl, both on Facebook and Instagram. Hit me up anytime. I do check all of the messages, believe it or not. And I do like to discuss not only offline, but online for all of you, because you never know how someone might be able to benefit from your story. And so, you know what I always say, I love you dearly and may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. Love you.